All right, here we are on uh, episode one of the podcast, I think. I don't even know if it's uh Yeah, man. Episode one. You haven't, but... you, haven't done, you haven't done one yet. It's your first yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> Verified. Episode one. All right, let's start off on something interesting then. Bigfoot. Real or not real? Oh, wow. You go right to Bigfoot, eh? <laughs> <laughs> the, the biggest legend. Okay, well. International uh, man of mystery. Oh, that's true. I don't know, man. There's been a lot of sightings, but everybody always goes back to that one, that black and white photo with him looking sideways, you know? That, that was fake. One. That was fake shit. Oh, it was fake. Yeah. Oh, case closed because every, everybody in like history of Bigfoot would be like, hey, man, well, the photo, and they always reference that photo. So if that's yeah. fake, then then that answers your question, man. If the yeah. photo's fake, Bigfoot's fake. Is it at all possible, though? Could it be oh. possible in some sort well, of scenario? Yeah, it is, it is. But, okay, so there's a lot of versions of Bigfoot, too, you know? Yeah, there's, there's like the there's Yeti like, and, like, yeah, the Malayans. exactly, exactly. So is it likely that there's this one creature in different, like, areas around the world, in Japan and stuff, and in the Himalayas? Or do you think it's just because the constant between all these places are humans and their minds are making it up? Or do you think there's one monster designated to each area, which is more likely? I mean... In the fossil record, there was like giant apes that you know are extinct now, mm-hmm. and I guess like the idea is like maybe one of them or some version of it survived. Like you look at like an orangutan, it's kind of like a Bigfoot. It's kind of like a short, hobbly, lazy mm-hmm. Bigfoot, but their like genus is like closest to being human, and they do seem like kind of like the way they play with things and like interact with things. They do seem kind of human. They're like these like forest humans. Oh, I, they are. It's, it's then, incredible. Uh, it's incredible watching them sometimes. And then, uh, I don't know, like, you know, Jane Goodall, the environmentalist, like, that, like, studied the chimpanzees forever and all that stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. He's English. She, yeah, she's English. Uh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, she has a quote, apparently, yeah. where she says, like, she was asked about Bigfoot, and she says she wouldn't really? be surprised if it was real. Because studying, like, all the, like, ape, like, behavior and stuff like that, there that could be, like, an elusive, like, uh, ape of some sort out there. Mm, but true. I don't know. Like I, I remember some of her research, I think, it referenced something about having, or chimpanzees using tools. And they said, this is an exclusively human trait. Um, no, which isn't not. necessarily true, because crows have Yeah, crows and, like, ravens and use them. Of I think, course, yeah, I course. think they seem like a orangutan okay, so one that's, like, spear maybe, fish or something, too. Perhaps it's not exclusively human, but it's definitely human, you know? So if you're saying that there's some kind of uh, closer gap between chimpanzees and uh, and humans, and there's some kind of, like, man-bear-pig hybrid out there... <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's it's definitely possible. It's definitely possible. It's yeah, there's a lot of animals that use tools. There's like a bird, I forget what it's called, but it's like it's called like the impaler. And it basically takes like it's yeah. like a it's it a, gets grubs and stuff, right? Gets grubs or it finds some mice and it puts them on like a tree and it like like spikes them on it. Whoa. And the bird I guess is threatened in Canada or like threatened or like endangered because it's running out of like these trees with spikes on it. Like oh, it's really? yeah, so it's like it's like it's running out of like stabby tools. <laughs> oh my god it's like why my one so evolutionary advantage is flawed like i depend on this plant fuck oh my god why is up so one about about bigfoot it should have been about the impaler yeah <laughs> it could be about anything we, gotta, we can talk about episode episode two the, episode impaler. Two, the impaler not vlad the bird but uh i don't know there's something there's a whole bunch of stuff we could talk about like um 
they found like these fluorescent paper wasps in Asia that uh like when you expose them to UV they like have like this like I don't know I think it's like a bright pink like nest like they're you can see like their hive it's like it's like fluorescent and I don't know I guess that was like it made people think like what's the evolutionary advantage to being like glowing like having a glowing nest in the dark or when exposed to UV jeez wow some of the thoughts are like okay so the nest is made in a way that protects the larva from UV rays and it like absorbs them and like a byproduct of that is that it's like bioluminescent or acts as like a beacon for like the wasps after dawn to get back to like the nest wow well bioluminescence in in general like what's the point of it and you know like frogs or or any any other kind of insect in general well deep sea fish i guess it's like a lure Mm -hmm. and bugs i'm not too sure i can like fireflies do it but you think that would be like a disadvantage because like I bet you. Um, I th- actually, bats. I, like, yeah, I think that bioluminescence isn't something that's inherently important in nature. I think that it's uh, a byproduct of, of something else that's important, and it's like a drawback or a little yeah, flaw. It's it's an irre- it's an irrelevant. Just like making fire and fire being useful to cook things and stuff, but it also gives light. It's like, okay, you know. Of course, there's uses for it, just like... With, yeah, but you get spotted by something from the sky or people in the distance if they're hunting you. Yeah, I think that yeah. it's just like a byproduct of, of how some chemicals are going in, in, the, in the insects because some there's no purpose to it. And lots of things glow under, like, black light. If you're talking about actual um, things that are, you know, under UV that glow like that, lots of things naturally do that with no purpose. Yeah. Yeah, lots and lots of things do. Did you see that video of uh, there was like a there was a video last week. It was like a a tortoise in a zoo, mm-hmm. and a bird had fallen into its enclosure, and it, really? it wasn't like it wasn't like old enough to fly it or it was injured or something. Mm-hmm. And you know, like tortoises are mostly like docile, and they kind of just like meander, yeah. and they're just like they usually just eat vegetables because like they're very yeah. slow, they can't hunt things. But this this tortoise was like documented, and like they filmed it actively hunting this bird, and it ate the friggin' bird. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. That no was like way. it was like. <laughs> wow. It doesn't sound like a big deal, but it's kind of a big deal. <laughs> oh, it's, it's pretty crazy. I don't know. Nature has some scary things like that sometimes. But who knows? Like that could have been a product of captivity rather than what a turtle naturally do if it's at a zoo. Oh, interesting. Are, yeah, because yeah, animals that are in captivity do a lot, a lot, a lot of weird things, and scientists know that this is a product specifically of captivity because yeah. they're just out of their natural habitat. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Like I, I remember this one thing, like uh, sea otters, right? They they're in captivity. They I've seen the sea otter, and it jumps down off this little waterfall, does like a backflip off a wall, um, swims straight to this one point on the wall, does another backflip, and then goes over to this little um, like uh, slide, goes down it, and then climbs back up and does it again and again and again and again. And I was like, oh, look, it's having fun and stuff. But then the zookeeper was, was said, no, this is not good. When animals start doing the same thing in repetition like this inside of captivity, this is them like kind of cracking. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like this is the way they, they, it's almost like pacing inside of like a prison cell. Like this is the way they keep from going crazy is by doing these things called uh, um, uh, tracing or something like that or patterning. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy you mentioned that. So I, I just watched a video today about the orangutans in, the, in a Belgian zoo. Mm. So apparently they had grown to become 
very fond of visitors people coming through and kind of just like you know interacting with them up against the glass taking pictures this and that and i guess like the caregivers of the orangutans they didn't really realize just the impact like these visitors were having on these animals Mm -hmm. so when the pandemic happened and the visitor count went to zero apparently these animals all went into depression so they tried to like pretend to be like visitors and stuff like that but the orangutans knew that (laughs) these are just like the this and that yeah, yeah. So, so this yeah. guy that works there, he like tried to like improve the enclosures during this time. He's like a maintenance worker, I guess, or like someone that fixes the pens and stuff. Yeah. And he built a river to go through like a bunch of different uh, like uh, enclosures in the zoo. And basically, the otters there—I don't think there were sea otters. I think they were just like river otters. Mm-hmm. They traveled down this river. They got to the orangutan enclosure and they befriended like the baby orangutan. Yeah, and like I don't know, they like they like sniffed each other and this and that, and they got acquainted and they realized they weren't through a threat to each other. Mm-hmm. And then the parent orangutans befriended them as well. Mm. So and then the younger like otters started hanging out with the baby orangutan, and the older otters started hanging out with like the older like the older ones, and wow. they would like run up the old ones back and down it and stuff like that and play with oh, it. Man. And like, dude, there's like oh. a picture of it on the internet. You can Google it where it's like, I don't know, it's like Belgian Zoo, orangutan, otters. And it's like, he looks like this like wise, like, I don't know, like, like mystic figure, like teaching like a class of otters. They're like all lined up, like looking at it. Like, I don't know, man, it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a weird, it was a weird thing, but I was like, it's weird how like some animals like friendships forge or bonds forge, even though like, like there's always like the cat and the dog that get along and people are always like, oh, look how well they get along. But then there's like weird ones like that that happen in zoos and you're just like blown away. Wow, yeah, that's a that's a strange combo seeing a, like a orangutan and an otter together like that. It's like two, you know, ones from the river, ones from like forest. You probably wouldn't see them together, but <laughs> they just kind of oh, never. But they like they like chill. They're like, yo, wow, you got a story tell. It's like weird how they communicate or something. Like they it's like they knew how to communicate to each other or something. I don't know. Do you think that uh, that the otters are just like, you know, just generally curious, almost like you know, cats? Yeah, they're like they're like they're like joke pranksters of like the animal world or something or like <laughs> i don't know man they're just like they're just like this like, like yeah this weird like, entity of like playfulness and like fun yeah yeah i i believe that because uh, they do they have some behavior like dolphins you know they do things like just for fun yeah they like juggle so, stones yeah they yeah, don't know why yeah that's so cool they just lie on their back and like do yeah. some impressive stuff with, like oh wow that's cool what about uh did you see that video i sent and it was like one of the chats i don't know if it went through it was on that day like everything went down but uh this guy in like north dakota had like a squirrel fill up his car with a bunch of chestnuts oh yeah like <laughs> <laughs> like he had buckets full of chestnuts like there was like an insane like i forget what it was like 100 kilograms of chestnuts this guy just had yeah. Yeah. and he's like tearing apart his truck and he's just fighting all these fucking chestnuts throughout it and shit yeah i think it was like uh was it like 182 pounds or something yeah it was something yeah, crazy yeah yeah it was like 182 pounds of nuts in a guy's truck that fucking story is making headlines though like it's really picking up it's like it, like you would have to build like if you weren't like yeah. if you weren't gonna like just like shoot that squirrel or like relocate it you would have to build it something at that point you got to build it like a house like a some sort of like little like i don't know where it can store its crap for the winter or something because mm, yeah. i don't know it's interesting though you could probably turn that into a business you know just have have animals start selling it actually a scene i'll send you the video later it was really cool i I showed my girlfriend uh so 
there's a, a guy and he opens up his window and then a, a, a pigeon flies back and it flies in. No, sorry, it's like a, a crow, right? It was like a small crow. It, was yeah. like a, I don't know, it wasn't a full-size crow. It looked like a small crow. It flies back in, uh, maybe like a raven or whatever, and, and he opens up a drawer and it drops in uh, uh, money. It drops in like a five to five dollar note oh, or whatever. Oh, he's all crow. And then, and then he opens up this drawer and there's like tons of notes and stuff. And he's <laughs> like, and he, and it was a description about how he trained his, his birds. Oh, okay. Go, like, I thought that bird was giving him notes or something. <laughs> oh, I meant like a note as in like a bill, like a bank note. Oh, like, okay. Yeah. I, I was going to say. It's like, I'll kill you if I get the chance. Oh, it's like a $5 bill. No. It's like an IOU. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, so he trained his bird to go and pick up money. So it just flies around the city. I guess steals money right out of people's hands or something. Brings it back to him. He has this drawer full of it. It's crazy. Did you know um, crows, uh, die after they have sex that's not true is the it? one i had sex with did <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. hey you want to hear want to hear a cool fact what's about, that about squirrels uh so do you know what do you think a uh, terminal velocity of a human being is oh i forget what that is yeah you know but they certainly die, right? But squirrels don't don't have what? a terminal velocity. Shut up. Yeah, squirrels like, you know, birds and stuff. So like, you could just like send it past yes. like the speed of sound, and it's just good. Yes, exactly. But it won't go to the speed of sound because it won't uh, it won't go that fast. You know, like if you drop if you drop a marble, it's not going to go the speed of sound by the time it's to the ground. It's going to go its weight versus gravity calculation equals terminal velocity it's oh it's so it can fall for like as high as possible and be okay yes, that's what you're exactly. saying yes. i thought you're saying like you could put no, it in like a rocket no, or something and like no, it'll just be immune to like termi- blood flow like no, like no. whatever no terminal velocity the word means any object whether it be live or not right well, yeah, oh, what guess, kills you yeah but no, i thought it could no, apply no, 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 to no, no, like no. inside a vehicle no it's not it's not about dying dude like terminal velocity is the maximum speed of something that's it the maximum speed of something falling okay you know? so if you're to drop a brick but everything point, wouldn't I mean, everything fall like no, the same no, rate because no, of gravity no so if you drop a brick okay it starts going 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 at one point it's not going to speed up anymore oh it's gonna yeah be going, it it's going to be going like, yeah once it hits that speed it could fall for a five thousand miles and it won't go any faster because that's terminal velocity that's isn't means. everything the same on earth no doesn't no, have no. the same like if no man why would it be the same if you drop if you drop a uh, a 20 ton brick off of like space you think it's gonna hit the ground at the same speed as you throwing a marble uh, i think it would take the marble longer to reach that top speed but once they hit that top speed no, it's like marbles, it's like the, the same it's like the same for everything no because the marble's terminal velocity would be like you know 182 miles an hour and that massive object because mm. of its mass would you would be have like to do it in a vacuum 7, too though this 7, is the thing 000 because the air friction on it would be different well that's and the wind could fuck with the marble the brick would have a well probably everything bypass has the wind. same advantage of disadvantage i'm talking about falling in earth's atmosphere that's what terminal velocity is if it's in a vacuum then it's irrelevant it's yeah. just it's just to get rid of the like air or like yeah point of it is you could drop a thousand squirrels out of a plane and they'd all hit the ground and they'd all be alive so that's not i, I bet you so, like so listen, so listen, this is <laughs> there's my, only this one way to do with this experiment so <laughs> this is my idea like this is my idea and i thought of this before squid game came out and stuff so you take a thousand squirrels literally 
you put them on like a little vest on all of them and you have them all numbered, right? So every scroll has a number. And then you go online and you say, hey, take some bets. What scroll do you think is going to live? And you have oh a little God. tiny, listen, you have a little tiny like life tracker inside of them to have its vitals. And you drop them all, 10,000 scrolls or whatever they are, in the Amazon rainforest, right? And then you have, and you just see which ones uh, survive. Like, Those ones will just die to predators and crazy shit. Of course, shit. they'll die like crazy, but there would be a few that, you know, it's too cruel. Live, it's live too cruel. Like a week or two. <laughs> it's too cruel. Yeah. Just one just perched up on a tree. Listen, there's yeah. a there's a rat in Africa. This is crazy. I didn't know this. I, I read about this the other day. I found it on like a Wikipedia. I don't know if it's true, but I think like it's true. Mm-hmm. So this rat had ev- has evolved to become toxic. And he, yeah, it's crazy. So what this rat does because you, you think of all the predators and stuff that exist in Africa, like the snakes, the lizards, the like everything that could eat them, right? Like the dog, wild dogs, hyenas, lions, like anything that can get their hands on our, like a small rodent over there will. So they have to, like they had to evolve like these defensive mechanisms. So this one defense mechanism that it evolved was it eats the bark off a poisonous tree. Oh yeah. It's the same sense. one that they, they use to like tip arrows and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So whatever. what, but what it does is, mm-hmm. it, it like keeps the the toxin in its saliva, and then they mm-hmm. groom each other, they lick each other, and they basically like put the toxin into their fur, and they have like kind of like this like loose fur. Like if you were to grab one, you get like a handful of fur. Wow. It's kind of like a porcupine, except it's not quilled fur. It's just like just hair, Great. and so like a predator goes to bite it, they get like a mouthful of fur a massive amount of and it's toxic and then they're just like sitting there like peanut butter on the roof of their mouth but it's like killing them Unreal. isn't that crazy like that crazy i thought that was the craziest thing ever oh well, like, yeah if a wild animal attacks them the, the animal literally die like yeah that's that's really interesting wow i never even heard of that before oh and i and i found out another good thing to take camping when we go camping again what's that catnip deters mosquitoes no way really yeah apparently the active component in it is uh the triggers chemical receptors that spur sensation mm-hmm. that are similar to like a pain or itch in mosquitoes. Oh, interesting. But it's the same one that like makes cats trip out. Mm, cool. Yeah, it's well that could backfire though. You just have a bunch of like tripped out mosquitoes that just are relentless. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. Like, Apparently it's like, like actual actual bug spray is you know it makes uh, you invisible to the mosquitoes it doesn't overwhelm the receptors it 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 dulls them and makes you kind of neutral to them them so you're visible that's it's what like you're covering spray. yourself in mud against predator you're yeah. like arnold schwarzenegger yeah. exactly exactly you got it yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. all right bad i don't know that's you want to call it a wrap there mm, yeah it's, i have a lot to think about yeah. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta think about everything from, from uh, <laughs> Bigfoot to the uh, squirrels that lick themselves that uh, <laughs> make themselves poisonous to otters being friends with orangutans. And otters being I, friends I, with Bigfoot. I, I'm gonna have some and crazy poison furred Bigfoot. <laughs> I'm gonna wake up in the middle of the night. My girlfriend's gonna be like, "What's wrong?" I'm like, "Oh my god, <laughs> I need some catnip." <laughs> Just know that catnip is uh is it keeps mosquitoes away. Like, oh, I have so many facts in my head now. Yeah, so many facts. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, buddy. All right, Matt, thanks for doing yeah. this uh, silly little thing. I don't know. I'm going to try to get everybody I know to do it. Yeah. Try everybody, buddy. Cool. Thanks for bringing me on, on the Virgin flight. <laughs> <laughs> All right.